welcome to two, two queers, queers walking walk to, a, to church. a church. I think that worked. I think that was alright. Yeah, that was great. All right. Welcome back, guys. We have been on hiatus because of the coronavirus. We have. This is true. Yeah, we had to upgrade our microphones, and because microphones are not essential items, they take a while to come to our houses. So we are social distancing and recording separately. So hopefully this recording session works out. Hopefully. Yeah. If not... Then you'll just get, like, a really choppy version <laughs> of the podcast, and you just have to figure it out. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. It'll be entertaining. It'll be super entertaining. I'm so excited <laughs> to do that. But I'm super excited because even though we haven't been recording, I've been tracking the fact that some of you guys have been catching up on previous episodes, and that makes me so happy. Yeah, very cool of you all. I want you to know that yesterday I was driving home. I don't remember where I was driving home from, but I was driving home and I was stopped at a red light and I saw Randy. I'm just going to shout him out because he's the best. And he was driving in the car next to me and we were sitting at a stoplight. It's my sister's ex-boyfriend, but also he's an angel and we, I've just known him since he was like a small child. Mm -hmm. He said that he loves our podcast and he listens to our podcast all the time. And I just saw him yesterday. So, shout out to Randy just because he's cute, but also because he listens to our podcast. That's cute. <laughs> so, people are still listening, which is really cool. That's awesome. All right. So, we're going to kind of catch each other up on our lives and also all of you mm-hmm. in the wake of the coronavirus. Ethan, truly, you're just the cutest thing ever. <laughs> you really is. I hope you never stop being you. <laughs> love him so much those of you who can't see ethan uh he's just dancing right now it's just making my heart happy (laughs) so we are gonna catch you all up on what we've been doing maybe what some of our self-care has looked like we're gonna talk a little bit about the coronavirus and how it's been impacting us and our families and you know our communities and things like that so em do you have any suggestions for how you want to start this thing off well For me, the coronavirus has been a double-edged sword because before I was working probably around 60 hours a week, which I don't like to sit still. I like to keep moving. I also have bills. And I was learning to, not learning to tattoo, but I was apprenticing under a tattoo artist. I was getting a lot of the essentials to learn for the basics, essentially. But because tattoo artists obviously aren't essential workers, that stopped. And then with my other job, I'm considered an essential worker, but one of my clients that I work with, rightfully so, was concerned about the coronavirus and how our work was preparing for that situation alongside us working with our clients. My work is doing the absolute best. It has PPE and everything for us, but I understand that I work with children and then parents of children are concerned about their children's welfare. So I am only down to... 17 hours a week and at this point the government is being feisty and I am trying to get partial unemployment but it's not working that great which is fine there are other people that are super deserving of it but it's just it's been a bit rough money wise and that's definitely adding to anxiety but the positive out of it is I have way more time for myself and my dogs way more time for myself and my partner, and I'm able to counteract my need for busyness and learn that being still or being 
at peace is also a great alternative. Mm-hmm. And I have more time for that, so. What about you? Yeah, honestly, same for, like, all of that. I'm working from home, so I have to try and service my clients from home, which is really challenging because a lot of what I do is more in person and doing it virtually is really hard. On a normal day, I would like pick up my clients, take them to school, help them do their homework, drive them to the doctors or their therapist, or just like drive them home from school. Sometimes we just like do homework at my office So it's just stuff that's, like, really, really hard to do over the phone or, like, over Zoom. And a lot of them don't have really the technology to do some of those things. So that is, like, an added barrier. Thankfully, my, the agency I work for is, like, super amazing and they've donated computers and things like that. So kids can do their classes online and they can do Zoom with me if that's something that they're interested in. So that's been really cool. And all of my supervisors and the people on my team are really supportive. And every week we have staff meetings where we just like talk about how we're feeling and, you know, do check-ins and things like that. So on the work front, aside from it being challenging, things are going really well. At home, things are fine. I'm sick of being home. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm usually like a homebody. I really do like to be at home. I'm also fairly introverted. I like spending time with people and I do get some energy from spending time with people, but I don't need to do it a ton. But I am just like so touch starved and like I just want to like hug my friends and be with them all the time now. So that has been a little bit challenging, but again, there are the plus sides. Like I have more time to take care of myself. I don't have quite the motivation all the time to take care of myself but I have been getting a little more motivated lately and doing some projects around my house I get to hang out with my partner more which is really cool because we used to like never see each other because our our schedules were so opposite and now we get to spend almost too much time together which I know a lot of people were like oh you guys are gonna kill each other because you're in the house together all day and I'm like you guys must not like your partners because I don't feel that way. I'm not like, oh, I want to kill her because I'm around her all the time. I just wish I could touch or speak to other humans face-to-face that weren't her. Yeah. And we got, like, the new puppy before quarantine started, so that's allowed us to train him, you know, and, like, play with him a lot and make him comfortable being in our house, which has been kind of cool because right before quarantine started, he had only been with us for, like, two weeks And he was, like, going to puppy daycare and stuff, which that's fine, too. But it's just allowed him to, like, get acclimated and, like, realize that, like, this is his house now. So that's been, that's been cool. Yeah, introduce your, your puppy. Tell us about him. Tell us your journey. (laughs) He was just barking outside the door and I had to, oh, wait. I think he's scratching at the door. I text Courtney a minute ago and I was like, please shut up that dog. (laughs) He was like screaming. I'm surprised you guys couldn't hear him. He's a, just a tiny little tweeny miniature pincher mix and he is full of life. He's teaching my other dog a lot of bad things (laughs) because my other dog is pretty good for the most part and Carter... The new puppy is just, like, a monster. An absolute monster. But they love each other 
So that's been really good. Ralph is, like, a big snuggler, so they just, like, play for a couple hours and, like, beat the shit out of each other. And then they'll, like, cuddle for, like, five hours straight. It's really cute. That's adorable. Yeah, Yeah, I've been living for your dog videos pretty much every day. (laughs) It's wonderful. And now I also feel better about my dogs fighting all the time, because they don't really, like, fight, fight. They just... They're playing. They're playing. Yeah. So... That's just how a lot of dogs play. Yeah. But it's like, it looks like they're killing. <laughs> it really <laughs> does. It really does, unfortunately. Sometimes I'm like, are you guys okay? Because they'll like body slam each other. Yeah. <laughs> and like, Carter is tiny, but Ralph is large. So when Ralph throws his entire like 60, 65 pounds of muscle onto the ground, it sounds like something just broke. Like, my house shakes, because he's just really dense. (laughs) But aside from their fighting, they're a great little duo. Yeah, I've been taking my dogs on way more walks, and Sirius has a lot of leash aggression, Mm. or leash fear. I'm not quite sure. I'm actually going to be taking my dogs to the same place that Dom took Ralph to for behavioral training, which I'm super excited about. I can't wait. You're going to be so happy that you did it. I'm so excited. But Sirius used to literally just scream. Sounded like he was being stabbed. Yeah. Like whenever we would walk past another dog. And I couldn't tell like if he was trying to get at the dog or if he's trying to get away because he was like crying and he would like run away then run back then run away. So I just think it's just like a lot of fear. But as we've been taking them for more walks and stuff, he's been realizing that he doesn't have to be afraid or be angry mm-hmm. at all of those dogs that we passed. Right. So he's starting to get a little bit better. So I feel like he'll have like a better base for like when he does go in June. But that's good. It's a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. But I enjoy walking with him because I'm actually getting way more exercise now than I was before. Hmm? And now I want to be a sheeple and get a Apple watch because I want to be able to look at my wrist and be like, am I getting more steps in the day than my partner because everything is a competition yep (laughs) so well and it's just fun because like it like almost makes exercise just like better in a way because it keeps track of how much you do but then it also keeps track of your streaks so if you work out five days in a row, it'll be like, congrats, you just worked out five days in a row. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> this shit. I walked five days in a row, even though for the last, you know, however many months I sat on my couch. So I fully support you getting an Apple Watch. I love my Apple Watch. <laughs> when mine broke, I was like devastated. And then eventually I was, I just like had to buy a new one because, <laughs> which I know sounds ridiculous, but. I originally bought it because I have a heart condition, as you know, and I, like, wanted to monitor my heart rate more regularly, and my doctor actually recommended an Apple Watch. He said that they're, like, very accurate. So that's why I got it originally. And then I just really, really liked it, so. Yeah. I was like, this has so many uses. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love that. So, speaking of taking care of ourselves... What a this segue. is going to be our first question of the day. What so far has been your favorite self-care in the wake of this goddamn coronavirus? 
Animal Crossing. <laughs> so true. I really, okay, so I played Animal Crossing back when it was on GameCube, not to like toot my own horn or whatever and be like, I'm the OG, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. <laughs> but so it's just, it's just, especially in a time where I'm like, I have a decent amount of anxiety about my work situation. I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to pay all of my bills. I'm trying not to rely on other ways to get money other than just working my job as far as like borrowing money or putting stuff Mm -hmm. on a credit card. So having something that's just very simple and replicates real life, but without all of the anxiety has been so nice because here, like you can like build up your house and it only takes you like pulling like a couple weeds here and there and you know, yeah. So, and it's just, I don't know, it's just very calming for me. It's nostalgic for me, like I said, so that's been really nice. And then drawing, too. I I had to draw for the tattoo shop every so often, but then I'd be working so much with my other kids that I would just be, like, I was, like, just exhausted, and I'm just like, I don't want to draw. I don't want to draw anymore. And I haven't been doing a lot of it, but when I, when I have been doing art during, um, the quarantine it's been super nice because I'm just I'm just doing it because I enjoy it I've had a couple of mm-hmm. positions which is nice because that'll give me extra income but like it's just nice to be able to get back to something that I did love before and I used to do all the time just because I liked it as opposed to when all this settles down and I eventually go back to the tattoo shop and I eventually start doing more drawing for work it's like, it's nice to, like, just appreciate it for the fact that it's art right now and a calming situation at this point. <laughs> How about you? So I have been doing a lot of, like, projects around my house. I've been working on my yard a lot. I've been, like, doing some furniture stuff, but mostly I'm doing a lot of home renovations. So... I have been, like, painting and sanding walls, which is honestly the biggest pain in the ass that I've ever encountered, sanding walls. Because I've sanded furniture, like, that's just no problem. But sanding walls is, like, next level. You have to, like, stand up, and it's just just terrible, and I never want to do it ever again. Yeah. We've got a couple different projects going on in the house right now. I'm getting new floors put in next week which I'm really really excited about my parents own a home renovation company so my stepdad's doing it he's putting the floors in which is dope because then like all I had to do was pay for the flooring and I don't have to pay for labor which is really (laughs) cool because that can get really pricey too and the floors are already expensive so Mm -hmm. yeah so I've just been keeping myself busy I still have to work during the week so that does help fill up my day a little bit that's not my self-care but it just it does help fill my time a little and then I've just been like eating shit that I love like me as I eat I just like baked a whole cake for myself (laughs) Mm -hmm. just because I felt like it I eat cookies a lot I grill almost every day just because I want to even though it's kind of excessive no yeah man I just like play with my dogs a lot and watch funny tv shows i've almost exclusively only allowed myself to watch happy tv that's good because at first in the first couple weeks of quarantine i was watching svu a lot 
mm. which is a phenomenal show, but it's very, very sad. Yes. And morbid. And so I had to stop watching it because it was making me feel anxious every day and sad. And I was like, I already feel sad and anxious. I don't need to like add fuel to the fire. So I just watch happy shit now. I see. And it makes me feel better. Yeah. I definitely get that because I, I don't remember where exactly the quarantine was. If it, I don't think it had quite started, but I was watching a lot of like the, the murder shows that have come out and like the trials mm. and stuff. Like, um, I watched the, I'm going to, I'm going to mix up their names, but the Gabriel, I think Gabriel Fernandez. And then I don't remember what the guy's, the football guy, but Hernandez, I think. Hernandez. Hernandez yeah. is the football guy and Gabriel yep. Hernandez. Um, so like that stuff, it, it's just very interesting to me. It's just very interesting. Like obviously not the act because like that's absolutely horrible what happened to the child and then and it's actually horrible what Hernandez did but it's just interesting to see how justice was served and how justice was actually served in those things because a lot of times you see on tv where like justice isn't being served like for example like mm-hmm. right now we've got I'm gonna butcher his name the Ahmad I don't remember what, how, how you just say the last name thankfully both of his murderers had been taken into custody and they're awaiting trial right now but it's like I think they were actually charged yesterday. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were, I, I think it was yesterday that they officially got charged. Okay. Yeah, so I do like watching those type of things, and I like seeing justice being served. But it's definitely very sad, especially watching the Gabriel Fernandez one, because I'm not a social worker, but I work very closely with children. Because of my job, I'm a designated reporter. So if mm-hmm. something like that, like like with... Gabriel Fernandez were to happen then and I were to see that doing therapy with him I would have to report that and I would have to be like a part of that whole investigation like watching that type of stuff makes me really sad but it's just very interesting but I agree like even if it's something that oh like that's interesting but would that put you in a good headspace for the rest of the day right <clears throat> or the rest of the when week? I right when I heard about the Gabriel Fernandez what it was about, I actually refused to watch it because I, like, I I know what it's about and I don't think I'm in a place to watch that, truthfully, because I think it would just make me really, really sad and I would feel probably just sick to my stomach, so I just feel like I can't watch that yet. I will eventually, <clears throat> but probably not until maybe the coronavirus is... past and we're not like stuck in quarantine and so yeah so i feel that do you have any questions um what are some happy or like positive type media outlets that you've been watching as opposed to maybe like focusing like i i i think personally that it's good to at least check in with the news every once in a while and maybe not stay glued to it because For me personally, I like to be in the know of what's going on. I like to know Mm -hmm. what, because there is good news. There is a lot of bad news, but I do like to know, like, what's going on, especially with this type of situation. But you can get bogged down by the negativity in the news. But are there, like you said, you said you're watching, like, a lot of, like, happy stuff or, like, at least funny stuff. What type of media have you been consuming that's been like positive for you or making you laugh or distracting you anyways so yeah i i'll like watch like when governor whitmer does 
any of her like press briefings about new executive orders or anything like that, I will watch those. So that way I know like what's going on and they always do like how many cases and all that stuff. So beyond that, I've pretty much stopped reading, listening to anything about the coronavirus because it's just super overwhelming and we have such little control over all of those things aside from like how we, you know, take part by staying home or if you do leave your house, wear a mask or do what, you know, whatever you got to do to like stay safe. So I've stopped looking at how many cases there are unless it's like in the press briefing. I don't open up articles about it. So for positive media, I would say I'm watching just a lot of like funny TV shows. Schitt's Creek. Yes. <laughs> I have rewatched Schitt's Creek during quarantine because I had already seen it and I was like, I'm going to rewatch it because it just brings me so much joy. It makes mm-hmm. me so happy. There's some really positive queer representation in it. It's pretty white, but aside from it being pretty white, it is like a healthy, happy representation of multiple queer people, which I really enjoy about it. And it's just super funny. Dan Levy is like fucking hilarious. Yeah. Actually, everyone on that show is. I just particularly love Dan Levy. So, yeah, I've been watching that a lot. Um, Working Moms just put out a new ep- a new season. I don't know if you guys have watched Working Moms, but also hilarious. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. watch that eventually. I watch RuPaul sometimes. We're watching the newest season of RuPaul. And I I have differing feelings about RuPaul. RuPaul has done very problematic things So sometimes I feel guilty about watching RuPaul, but it also, like, makes me feel good to watch it. Like, I like watching the queens. I get very, like, attached. I don't want to say attached, but, like, I I really love some of them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I've been watching RuPaul as it it comes out week by week. Yeah, for sure. We Um, we also have been watching Drag Race. And I think... Because I I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about it, and, like, yeah, RuPaul can be and is a very problematic person, has very problematic Mm -hmm. views, and I I can cut this out if you think it's too much, but I think that he's quite privileged, even though he is a black man. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. And he's he a, has... He's very wealthy. Yeah, he's very wealthy. He has... Yeah. He has a certain amount of privilege, so he has a cushion to say so many pro- sure. problematic things or to not allow certain things to be... that So that he is problematic because of that. But I more look at the fact that Drag Race, while it's hosted by RuPaul, it has RuPaul's name in it. They go to him for all this advice. They basically worship him in a sense. The show is about the queens. And, yeah. And that's why I love it. And I think it's great for queer representation. Gigi Good just came out as gender fluid. Yes. Um, so I love that. I love her. I think she's definitely going to be top four. And it's, and it's just, it's entertaining and it's, and it's queer and it's been around forever. And it's also just it's it's run by men so like it's gonna be problematic at some point you know so for sure yeah i think that rupaul is obviously a a black man yeah (laughs) but he functions in the world often as a cis white gay man Mm -hmm. and obviously as a black man there's gonna be 
times where he for sure doesn't have privilege just solely based on the color of his skin. But I do think that he has a lot of privilege aside from that, that has caused him to kind of like overlook a lot of the other things and has made him very problematic. But I agree that the show is supposed to be about the queens. If it were just like a show about RuPaul, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, mm, that's great. You're pretty, whatever. Like you're problematic as fuck. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's it's like mostly about them. Yeah. So that's why I continue to watch it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a good one. I'm watching Killing Eve. And that's also like a super phenomenal show. It's very comedic. There is killing in it. It's about an assassin. But it's really funny. And I know that sounds bad, but it is it's very humorous. Yeah, well I don't remember I, I don't remember it was Ethan or somebody else was talking to me about it and they were like, It's just it's so funny and it's mm-hmm. so interesting mm-hmm. and it's a storyline that I mean maybe other people have done it and I haven't heard of it. But it it's just it's definitely a unique type of storyline. I agree. I think the the main characters are one of them is an assassin, and this isn't like giving a spoiler away or anything. One of the main people is an assassin, and but she's also queer, and she's like very comfortably queer, mm-hmm. and that's displayed throughout the entire show. And actually, both of the main characters are queer, and I love that. Yeah, it's, I don't want to give away too much, but it's it's really great. It's comedic gold, in my opinion. Like It's like just the right amount of really dry humor yes. that makes you like laugh your ass off. It's great. I love that. Dry so humor that's is also, that's also a good one if folks haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. And <clears throat> that one on Netflix or Hulu? Hulu. Okay. Cool, 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 yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's on Hulu. The most recent recent season is on TV right now, so you have to find it online. Or like, I downloaded the AMC app on my TV, but that's a that's a really good show. Dope. Yeah, I don't. Uh, well, we've been watching Vikings, which is a History Channel show. I I was very into Game of Thrones when it was out, and Vikings has actually been around for almost as long as Game of Thrones has been on. It's very, very good. All of the actors are super attractive. Uh They're uh, probably the only cis men that I'm attracted to are on that TV show. Uh, (laughs) But it's so good. Um, It's put on by History Channel. Obviously, there's, like, some drama and stuff that has been added. But, like, a lot of, like, the main storylines of, like, who was fighting with who, how different kingdoms or earls, areas earldoms (laughs) were fighting with one another different like group politics within the vikings are um is decently historically accurate it's a cool it's a cool show i like it a lot it's definitely if you want like a a period drama piece it's great okay cool so i wanted to talk a little bit about how the coronavirus has affected LGBTQ people specifically and we don't have to go super in depth on this but I'm assuming there are probably some people that listen to this podcast that might not know that there's like a direct impact on queer people so I do kind of want to like highlight that a little bit we don't have to like talk about the coronavirus super in depth but I do think that it's important that we at least highlight this specific issue so I just wanted to like 
focus on a couple things like how a lot of queer people who are in quarantine might be isolated with like families that are not supportive yes and we can share like some resources maybe we'll share it like on our instagram or twitter page some resources for people that might be in that position who they could reach out to if they just want some support yes you could reach out to us. You could hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Message us. Either of us, I'm sure, would be willing to chat with you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Another thing I wanted to highlight, aside from that, is that a lot of those people who... Well, I guess I have two more things. Some of those people who are at home, not only are they with families that are not supportive, but a lot of them are being dead named or... They're not, people are not using their pronouns. Yeah. Or maybe they have to lie because maybe their families don't even know that they're out. I recently read an article, I don't remember where I saw it, I'm going to have to try and find it, about college kids that, you know, were at home and they were living their truth. I'm sorry, they were living their truth off at college and then they had to come home and basically their whole lives had to change. They had to wear different clothes, they have to lie about their, you know, who their partner is, who their friends are. They don't get to express that parts of themselves anymore. And I just think that is really shitty, obviously, for a lot of reasons. And I just, I just think it's important that people are mindful of those things, that there are folks that are in positions that are like really challenging and really hard to overcome. But we also want to like, let those people know that we know that that experience is awful. And that if they need support, there are some resources out there for them. So I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. And then I also wanted to bring up how folks who have HIV are being impacted by this. Because it is harder to get to the doctor now. Mm -hmm. I know someone who was diagnosed with HIV right before quarantine. Oh, God. And then they went to, like, find resources. You know, they reached out to me and said, hey, I'm looking for resources. I was recently diagnosed with HIV. I want to get on this, 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 and this. You know, talk about medications and things of that sort. Yeah. Where can I go? And so I provided them with some resources, which I thought it was interesting that where they got diagnosed didn't provide them with those resources but aside from that so I gave them some of those resources and they basically said that they're having a really hard time getting in contact with organizations and making appointments now transportation is a barrier because you know they usually take the bus places and now they don't want to take public transportation to get anywhere so all of these things are just like making it so much harder to take care of yourself there's just so many layers that that go into all of this so I just think I I don't know I guess I even if you can't do anything about any of those things I just think it's super important that we're all aware of what's going on in the world and how people are being impacted by this because I've seen a lot of comments about like you know oh well you just have to stay home it's not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. like there is some truth to that, but for some people, it is a really big deal. Yeah. And yeah. for a lot of different reasons that some of us may not ever understand or be able to relate to, but yeah. I just think it's important yeah. for us to, to acknowledge that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, I've had the, the comment given to me. It's like, well, well, why don't you just stop working? And I'm like, wow. well, um, that's very privileged. 
Which is funny because um, the the person that said this to me is is not, and I and while I, I do love this person, and I'm sure they had good intentions behind it, it was mostly because it was like, oh well, you have like family to lean back on, so why don't you just stop mm. working? And I'm like, well, I don't think you understand. <laughs> like, if mm. I just stop working, I can't. I definitely won't be able to get unemployment because I'm willingly stopping. Right. I don't have, like, a medical reason why I should be stopping other than, like, just fear. Right. And I'm sure anybody who is considered an essential worker or who is having to actually leave their house to work is doing everything that they can to keep their their family or their significant other safe, mm-hmm. which is what I'm doing. I have, like, a thing that, like, ionizes my car, so I throw everything that I've brought in there. I throw my clothes in the wash as soon as I get home. I, I'm not one of those people that's going out because I'm just sad. And because I'm just, because I'm sad that I can't talk to anybody or I can't see anybody. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I need an income. I and mean, if I don't go, I don't make money and I can't just be like, oh, well, like, I'll just, I'll just not work. I'll lead on my parents. And I, I fully acknowledge that the fact that I have parents who know that I'm queer, they know I'm dating a, a trans person and, and they still love me. They still love my partner. That's extremely privileged and I know not a lot of people have that so I don't know <laughs> well I mean just but that doesn't negate the fact that your parents can't pay your bills yeah <laughs> you know that just because they're good at those things doesn't mean that you you know they're rich and they can pay your bills for you and that and that's just the reality yeah there's some things that some privileges some people just don't have yeah and some that they do and you know it's all, we all have some privilege and then there's some privileges that we don't have. Yeah. And that's just the way it is for everyone. Yeah. But yeah, that is very bizarre that someone would, who who knows you would suggest that. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, what's something that we can do to make a difference? But I feel like it's just the same thing that you hear all the time, which is like, wash your hands don't leave the house unless you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, don't... This this is shitty for all of us. It really is. We're yes. all having a hard time with this. Mm-hmm. It's not something that probably anyone who is still currently alive has ever had to go through. Yeah. I think when the AIDS crisis happened in the 80s, I think that there was a similarity for the queer community in the sense that there was this, like, mass hysteria and people were you know kind of treated like shit mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how else to put that no they were um, people they were called treated it like they shit. called it the gay plague yes exactly and i'm not in any way shape or form comparing hiv and aids to to the coronavirus but i've heard a lot of comparisons in the sense that like there's a lot of isolation people are not allowed to visit their families in hospitals and everybody's like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to us but like these types of things have already happened to us. They've just only really impacted specific communities a whole lot more than other communities. And now white, straight, cis people are like, this is awful. What do you mean we're not allowed to have our partner with us if, if we're ill in the hospital? Or what do you mean I have to wear a mask in public? And it's like, 
queer people and people of color already had to do those things. Yeah. So some of them, so many of them, I've seen, you know, kind of rally on the internet, so to speak, are like, we've been done this. We like <laughs> we we've experienced this already. And we got it through it the first time, so we're going to get through it this time, too. Just do what you have to do to keep yourself safe, and then we'll be okay. Yeah. And I thought that was a very, I don't know, comforting, I guess, way to to view that, because there are so many people who have overcome something that attacks your immune system, similarly to the way, you know, the coronavirus is portrayed to, or I shouldn't say portrayed to, but has been proven to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the viruses function differently, but I don't know. I guess it, it was just comforting to me to see, like, all of these people who have overcome something that was really scary, that is not really scary for a whole lot of people anymore, say, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Just don't be stupid, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. Be smart and take care of yourself and take care of your family and stay safe. Yeah. And, like, going back to kind of what I derailed, (laughs) but, like, the fact that your only problem is the fact that you have to look at the same people for days on end, and those people either don't want to, don't want to, like, literally tell you that your existence is a lie, the fact that Mm -hmm. you're comfortable and you're just bored, Right. That is such privilege to have. Like you said, that there are people that are going back to homes and they aren't even being called the names that they feel are theirs in their heart. And mm-hmm. they're coming back and being named that's not part of their life anymore. And they're being called pronouns that are different. It's just the fact that you maybe you don't get a dick appointment or maybe the fact that you don't get to see all right. your friends, the fact that you don't get to go to the bar and hang out with them like. Mm-hmm. be thankful that's your only problem <laughs> yes really truly i saw a picture the other day and it was a child and i'm ass- i was assuming the child's mother maybe i maybe it wasn't i'm not entirely sure but they were outside i don't know what country they were in they were outside they were sitting on the ground eating and the kid was in a box yeah i saw that And it said, may I never complain about being home again when some people don't have a home. Yeah. And I was like, this is the message that the whole world needs to, or at least we'll say America specifically, because I only know what goes on in America Mm -hmm. in response to coronavirus the most, I guess. Yeah. And the way that people are behaving is, like, atrocious. It, like, is so bizarre and awful and selfish, and self-righteous, and I just cannot even imagine having to live in a body of someone like that who is just so angry that they can't go play fucking golf. So they had to threaten to sue the governor so that way she would open up golf courses because, God forbid, you can't play golf right now. Yeah. There are people literally starving, people that don't know when and if they're going to be able to pay their bills, people who don't have homes, people whose homes are being threatened of being lost, and you are protesting at the Capitol with your really, really big gun for what? So that you can get a haircut. (laughs) So you can get a haircut? Yeah, like that is, I need a haircut too. Look at me. I look like 
Courtney said I look like a six-year-old boy whose mom neglects to take him to get a haircut. And she's yes. right. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to stay home until it is safe. Not because someone told me to, but because I think, according to the science and the data, that that's what's going to keep all of us safe. And I care about not just myself. I do care about my health, but I also care about other people's health. Yeah. I don't know why that's so complicated for some people. Yeah. Well, because we've been taught our entire lives that, at least in America, mm-hmm. we've been taught our entire lives that we are individuals. We yes. are either it's us against the government or it's us just like, gotta just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do it mm-hmm. yourself. Whereas just mm-hmm. like, there's other countries that are more like, okay, us as a collective kind of like what Bernie was trying to push when he was running, where you have to think about other people because it's not just you. Your actions never just impact you. They impact everyone around you. And some people, and they may even impact people who aren't even necessarily right next to you, but they can impact other people because actions and words have a ripple effect. Right. You have to think about. That's why, like, South Korea, like, they're... They're done. They're done with coronavirus. There are people like going back to their everyday lives because as soon as this shit hit, they were all like, all right, we're doing this for everybody. Everybody's staying home. Everybody Mm -hmm. is not going out and doing crazy things. And I understand there's probably there's government things that I don't understand and that I've not been well versed on there that might be problems in other situations. But in this situation, the idea that we all need to band together and we can't think selfishly works for other countries because they're already progressing way past this. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And part of the we and I won't get into the whole issue, I guess, because it would take forever. Yeah. But the reason why we won't completely shut down, so to speak, in America is because the one percenters are too afraid of how much money they would lose. Yeah. And they value money more than they value people. And when you shut down small businesses, as opposed to letting like large corporations stay open, even though you're closing down all these small businesses that have less employees, (laughs) but you let these big corporations stay open, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me as far as like trying to stop the spread. Yeah. And then you have, you know, these people saying that the economy would be ruined. But if we abolished things like the credit system, Mm -hmm. like not being able to pay your bills on time or if you miss a payment, it like royally fucks up your credit in the United States. A lot of other countries have completely abolished those systems. So they're able to come back quicker when things like this happen because they don't have to worry about that. Interesting. It's not going to impact their credit because they don't have credit. (laughs) So if they miss a house payment, that doesn't affect other parts of their life. I know somebody who he had like severe credit card debt. And because his credit score went down so severely, they upped his house payment. So like (laughs) that only happens in America. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. So, I won't say any more about that. Aw, <laughs> oh, man. Capitalism. Yeah. 
All right. You have any other thoughts or questions? I do want to point out there is a medical, I don't know if it's like a clinic or something. I'll have to look it up and I'll I'll try and link it in like the show notes or something like that. But if you live in the Metro Detroit area and have access to Corktown, there is a queer centered clinic there. I think they have like different like packages for like either wellness right now. Um, Mm -hmm. You can go there and get I believe your your medicine if you need it or like get a prescription or that type of thing and they are open but you'll definitely yep. have to contact them. I wish I knew the name of it. It's Corktown Health Center. Okay, cool. Yeah, Corktown Health Center. Corktown Health Center. It is appointment only right now. They are one of the places that you can go for HIV testing and medication and such. They have very HIV competent physicians there. They're very queer friendly. It's a it's a LGBT health center specifically. Mm-hmm. So they're really competent in a lot of things. I have a friend who went there before quarantine started. And she said in her introduction questions when they were getting to know her, they actually even asked about like her kink practices. Oh, interesting. So they're very well-rounded, very competent, A plus for Corktown Health Center yeah. for anyone who's... Yeah, looking it, for a provider in the yeah. Metro Detroit area. Yeah, I'm on their website right now, and it says that they have behavioral health physicians, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. HIV support services. They are helping people who are in need of food vouchers and supplements, and emergency financial assistance. Patients who need case management and other services, like assistance with insurance, can call them. They have up to date latest information about the coronavirus and everything. So. Corktown Health, you definitely should check them out. And if you are in the Metro Detroit area, especially if you're queer and you're looking for something that's specifically queer. Because mm-hmm. I know, like you said, we're in a situation where you might be at a home where you don't feel supported or you might even feel in danger for expressing yourself how you should be able to in a regular time. <laughs> this could potentially be a safe space for you. Yep, for sure. All right. Anything else? Just check your privilege at the door. Realize that even past the LGBTQ community, people are missing out on family time. If they do have a loving family, they're missing out on, like, I have a nephew right now, and I'm missing out on him walking and and all that stuff. And I can't, you know, I can't just decide that I wanted to. I want that I miss him, so I'm just going to go and expose him or him expose me. So, right. you know, selfishness is definitely something that we all should be checking and making sure that we're worried about other people and because all of our actions affect other people. And dick appointments are not essential. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. And if you are trying to think of creative ways to have sex because a dick appointment is that important to you, there are so many resources out there. You could listen to a variety of podcasts. Mm -hmm. The Dildorks. Yes. They have great ideas for how to have sex during quarantine. Also, American Sex Podcast. Yeah. Another great one. They have great resources. So if you're really worried about a dick appointment, then there you go. There you They'll go. give you tons of ideas and resources that they've been covering during quarantine. And everybody's on OnlyFans nowadays. So everybody's on OnlyFans. <laughs> There's so You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll have so many resources to get out your sexual frustration. There are so many people on there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Also, um, Aorta Films. 
is on Instagram and you can go on their website. They do a new free queer porn once a week. It's free to everyone until quarantine is over. They also have porn you can pay for, but there's a free one that everyone can watch and access. So, all right. So uh, let's see here. We've got Instagram. You can hit us up on Instagram if you want to message us just to like chat or whatever, or if you have questions or you need resources, we'll be all over it. We have nothing but time anymore. So we're back in business now that we got our mics and we're all good. So follow us on Instagram. It's Two Queers Podcast. Two is T-W-O. My Instagram is hi underscore I'm Dom. The hi has two eyes in it. And that's also my Twitter handle as well. You can find us on Twitter at Two Queers Podcast. Two is the number two. And you can find me at Emily Craig Art on Twitter and Instagram. Craig is spelled K-R-I-E-G. We are also looking into starting up a Patreon so that you can get some exclusive content like the fact that we're recording these podcasts on Zoom and we'll have special Q&As, polls for new topics for episodes. So that should be up in a couple weeks or so once we figure out the different tiers and everything. Yes. And you'll be able to like watch us record on Zoom or join our Zooms or we got to figure all of that out, but that'll be coming soon. So that's something you can look forward to as well. All right, friends. Well, it's been fun. Thank you for listening. We hope you're getting something positive out of quarantine. And if not, then I hope you uh, reach out for some help or some resources. Yes, please do. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.